0: So good to be here today. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for the invitation. And uh, uh, Pastor Dave forgot to tell you, not only uh, did he cause a few problems in school, a few problems in church, uh, and he also got me kicked out of two ministerial organizations. Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you that quick story, but uh, we, of course, David is a very gifted in every way, as you well know, and you are so blessed to have him here. And we love him and Julie so much, and the girls. But uh, anyway, uh, David, and uh, years ago, and his brother Thomas, who is with the Lord now, uh, had such gifts. And we were trying to implement those gifts in the church. And then we began to win some people from the world that came to us that had been in rock bands, successful rock bands, amazing guitar players, whatever. And when the, they came to into the church, the church kind of took all that away from them and told them to put the guitars up, and that was no place in the church for all of that. And I'm watching these people die that have this incredible, including Dave, They have this incredible drive to do something for Jesus that's kind of outside the box and outside the walls of the church. And uh, so we, Pastor Carolyn and I decided that we would give them the opportunity to develop a band, and we called it the Tribe of Judah Band. And it was a Christian rock band that uh, became. they have Matter of fact, there are RC, there are CDs of so that that band. If you have, yeah, 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 you should. As a matter of fact, your pastor did a rap song. Yeah, there's a there's a rap song. That's how far back that goes into the 80s. But anyway, uh, yeah, we can. I I can get that on eight track. That might have been eight track I'm talking about. Yeah. But anyway, uh, very successful. These guys. Uh, worked so hard for Jesus, and they would load, we'd get a big 40-foot flatbed truck, trailer, and load everything on, and pull up into different places, and crank that up, and they played in malls, and churches, and camp meetings, and youth camps, and uh, kids got saved, and people on the street got saved, and uh, in, the men, in the meantime, uh, Glenn and Carolyn Davis got excommunicated from all of our fellowship, <laughs> and uh, to this day, there's some of those guys who still wants me to say, "Oh Glenn david, oh yeah that 's the guy I had the rock band in his church that 's me, yeah but uh, i wouldn 't trade a thing i wouldn't i wouldn't do a thing different david uh, differently at all, and uh, thank God, thank God for all the great blessings that came out of all of that and so here today uh, pastoring this wonderful work of the Lord and We're so excited about what God has already done. It's amazing the vision of this church and uh, the planners of this community, and I'm just thrilled uh, today. And uh, Bob and Carrie, haven't got to meet you guys yet, and Howard and Yvonne, but uh, I I understand that Bob, I understand if you're getting to hear this down the road, you're in Wyoming. That's one of our favorite states. I hope you're somewhere close to uh, Jackson Hole and the Great Teton Mountain. That's one of our favorite places, but... uh, these men who had a vision not only for a beautiful community but for a place for the kingdom of God to thrive and grow and be blessed. And look at this marvelous congregation and what God has already done and, is, and just is about to do. is astounding and I'm so thankful to be a part of that. And so, uh, David, uh, Pastor Dave to you today, but uh, eight years old, Kathy. uh Williams with all of her family and all the friends from Garland area that we that we've known from the past thank all of you uh, for being here but uh, on that day October the 1st 1980 uh, 17 people in the church that we had just taken pastor of and uh, in that congregation was two of the people here today and that was that's David and Kathy and uh, thank you all Kathy for the friendship and the fellowship and 38 years, 39 years, October the 1st. We love you both. Beyond words. Uh, I've mentored, I've, I've mentored uh, a number of ministers over my lifetime. Uh, when when I recognized the call of God on Pastor Dave, and I invited him to come to the pulpit for the very first time. Of course, I had mentored him a little bit on how to preach, how to lay out a message, whatever. Uh, but David came to the pulpit and preached. I'm going to tell you something. This is God's truth. He preached almost as good that day, first time in the pulpit, as he does right now. It's amazing. I started to turn the church over to him. I said, you know what? (laughs) You mentor me. I'll do the work and you preach on Sunday. But uh, he is gifted, and you well know that. And I thank God. Uh, Thank God so much for, for that gift. Amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you today from the book of Acts chapter 3. And verse 2, and uh, the wonderful praise team and the great staff of this church that we got to meet already, we honor you, we, we bless you, we thank God for you and, and for the future of this church. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of those that entered into The temple, and I want to talk about laying daily at the door of possibility. Laying daily at the door of possibility. It's an amazing story. This verse that I have taken out of this chapter uh, is actually uh, connected to the very first miracle recorded in the New Testament book of Acts after the day of Pentecost and the church was established. We don't know a whole lot about the story. Everybody in the story remembers Peter and John coming up at the ninth hour, uh, hour of prayer. And uh, silver and gold have I none. The transfer of the power of God and this glorious miracle that takes place. And the lame man that's been, been lying there for over 30 years uh, is miraculously healed by the power of God through the laying on of hands of Peter and John. There, there are days all of us would love to be Peter and John. On most days, we're not. On most days, we're not the guy that, that transfers the power and sees we can do that, and we will do that, and we should. But there are days when, at best, we will be only the guy in the story that got up early one morning and went by this lame man's house and picked him up and brought him to the best place he felt like He could take his friend. You got to think about this. He gets up early. The true hero of this story is not Peter and John. It's the guy for 38 years came by and dropped this guy off. We don't even know his name. We just know that someone cared enough, got up extra early every morning, loaded this guy somehow in a wagon or some kind of vehicle and drags it downtown to where the temple is. And in his own mind, he, he places this man in his own thoughts in the best possible position for him to have something good happen in his life. Because he has connected in his own mind, this is the door of the temple. This is where all spiritual activity in Israel takes place. All the comings and goings. And surely some body today will pass by, my friend. A doctor will come by. At best, at least, or at worst. Or maybe a spiritual man will come by. Or maybe the high priest will come by. And somehow will pray over my friend. And he would receive his healing. And so he positioned his friend at the best possible place he could. And so he would go to work. And then later in the evening he would come back. Pick up his friend and take him home. And that would be repeated. Day after day after day after day. Year after year after year. Until finally, our story happens here. He's dropped the man off. We don't know where he is now, but we understand. He's somewhere. He's, he is the unsung hero. He's the guy. He's me most of my life. He's you and I. Sometimes we don't get to work the miracle. But if we have a friend or family member that we know that could use some help today, what we try to do through prayer and, uh, and through love and through worship to God is position our family to position our friends in the best possible place we can, and that's before the throne of God. Oh, we can bring our friends to God in prayer. Lord, I present my friend. He's in the hospital He's fighting disease, but I, pre- I couldn't get him here today. But I present my friend, my family, my uncle, my child before your presence. And I'm leaving them today in praise and worship. When I leave this house this morning, I will have worshiped you and praised you and lifted up your name to a place and a point where I know I have lifted and brought my friends to the best possible place that they could be and that's in the presence of God. Can you say amen? amen. John, uh, the great apostle and also the writer of the book of Revelation, uh, in that beautiful, beautiful first and second and third chapter, before he began to receive this amazing download of information concerning uh, prophecy, uh, would, would come before the presence of the Lord. The Bible said it this way. In, 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 I was in the spirit, Revelation 1.10, on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, John has, through worship and praise, positioned himself in the best position he can get. And that is simply he turns behind, he hears something behind him, and it's the Lord. The Lord, we go on to read the rest of the story, and it's Jesus. He said, I was, I was dead, but now I'm alive and have the keys of hell and death. I'm just telling you that it is possible on days when it looks like we can't make it. The news was too difficult. The load that we've been called on to bear on our shoulders is, is too heavy. And it feels like I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. And suddenly, I find myself in a position... In any place, somebody may have brought me there. There, I'm going to tell you, there have been some days I've been too sick to pray for myself. There have been some days I've been too broken to pray for myself. There have been some days I've been too hurt to know even how to call out to God. And somebody else did that. A a friend, a spouse, another preacher, a a pastor, a son, a friend that that you go to work with. Somebody recognized your pain, your hurt, and said, you know what I'm going to do? I don't know all the details of his life. I don't know what's going on right now. But I am, through prayer, going to position that man or that woman in the best possible place I can for the possibilities of God to come forth in his life. And that's in the presence. Amen? So in the Spirit, we can bring all of our friends and loved ones to the altar and present them to the door of all things that are possible before God. I'll date myself a little bit. If you, uh, with my age and coming up in church, some of you will never have heard uh, this phrase before. But coming out of our background, our families would say in their desperation and their hunger for God to move in our lives, they would say, I am going to place my son or I'm going to place my family on the altar of God. They would say, I'm putting them on the altar. What that really meant is, I am going to do my very best to position my child to give him the best possible future. My my mom and dad, my dad was a pastor, and uh, my grandfather was a pastor, and my great-grandmother was was an old Methodist pastor. And uh, so I'm a fourth-generation pastor, and and I just thought about that. Uh, how God, through all those years, somebody laid them, their family members, on the altar of sacrifice and service before God. And then one generation after the other, now Pastor Dave is our son. Amen. uh, Now, uh, fifth generation pastor. Amen. That has this amazing DNA because somebody fought for them. Somebody, on their worst day, wouldn't back away and say, You know what? I can't deal with this anymore. Was there? Was praying? There was a smile. Have you ever? Have you ever went through something that you know that was so hard and so painful, and then you had to face up to it, and and you and you go to the person that you know that could be the most judgmental, could be the one that renders the most horrible, uh, you know, jurisdiction and and judgment, and but when you get there, you see a smile on their face. They're smiling. And I'm going to tell you, there have been a few times in my life, Kathy, when all I needed to keep going was not the stamp of somebody's approval, but just a smile, just a smile. When they saw me coming, they smiled. It didn't matter to me what other words might be said. You can say a lot to Glenn Davis while you're smiling. (laughs) You can just say almost anything you want to if you're smiling. Amen, And, and we, we have the opportunity today to, to meet people with a smile on our face. Correction, sometimes certainly. Information, of course. All the things that's necessary in life. Amen. But what we're trying to do today, as I close this short message, what we're trying to do today is position each other at the most advantageous place where we and our children and our children's children would have the best possibility and opportunity to grow in God, to be blessed of God, uh, Don, to be healed of God. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Jesus sent his word and healed the people. They didn't have to always be in front of him. If Jesus sent his word and healed the people, then we can send people by, to him through, the, through prayer of our words. Amen. The words of our prayer. Amen. And position them before the Lord. Amen. Uh, I think, Pastor uh, Dave, I just heard a message recently that you preached here about the the paralytic and uh, the uh, roof being torn off. And uh, the the man had no way to get there, but his friends took him. And uh, there's a lot of obstacles that day, and they actually tore the roof off and let him down before the Lord. And that's what we do with prayer. Sometimes we have to tear off the spiritual roofs, but we can do that in prayer. We can do that in worship. We can do that in in praise and honor, honoring the Lord, present our, the Bible said in that story, uh, in Luke the 5th chapter, that when Jesus saw their faith, not the man's faith, but he saw their faith. Sometimes you say, you know, I just wish, no, no, he he saw their faith, and Jesus said to the, the sick man, Thy sins be forgiven thee, and arise and walk, thou art healed. Can you say amen? One of the greatest stories uh, in Matthew, the 15th chapter, is the story of the Canaanite woman who came out, and the Bible said, and we'll just read this really quickly, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto Christ, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, you will notice that she had not; she did not have her daughter present. For whatever reason, she couldn't bring her daughter. She might have been institutionalized. She might have been in the hospital. She may have been at home. She might have been unable uh, to walk. We don't know. But she was vexed with an evil spirit. What we do know is that she was not present. And a woman, a mother, comes before Jesus. And in her own way, Pastor Dave, brings her daughter. And she's thinking today. The best chance my daughter has. Is, is this man Christ. And that's the best chance your daughter has. This man Christ. That's the best chance America has. That's the only chance America has. That's the only hope the whole world has. Is this man Jesus Christ. Who is the Lord and Savior of all the world. Can you say amen? And he answered and said her. Answer not a word. And his disciples came and saw him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came. I just love this. All the things that she hears, a lot of people went away. But the Bible said, Then she came, and she worshipped. She worshipped Jesus. And he said, It's not meant to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She was not present. We don't know how far away she was geographically, but we do know this that it is possible. It is possible, my brothers and sisters, for us to present and and bring before God our loved ones and our friends and our situations that we may be going through and put them in the best position that's possible for them and for their future. Hallelujah. And today, today, that can happen in this place. Amen. Jesus when the centurion servant, centurion came about his servant, finally said, "Look, just go your way." He sent his word. He said, your, his, "Your servant is healed. Your servant is healed," because he knew where to go and and how to present his knees before the Lord. Would you would you bow your heads, please? Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now that in this very day. Lord, not just this very day, but in this very hour that I'm speaking. There are people in this room, many people in this room right now that have needs in their life, or they know someone, a family member, a friend, a best friend's son or daughter, circumstance in, at their job, in their home, in their family, that there would be no hope for any of that other than finding you. And so, Lord, if there's anyone in this room today that hasn't yet accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, we, we pray today that the Holy Spirit of God would just speak truth to their hearts today. That they would recognize and understand that without Christ, there is no hope. That you would save that person and then, Lord, for all of those in this room that may need to bring someone. We, didn't, we don't have them here. I couldn't bring my situation. My truck bed wouldn't hold my circumstances today. My car wouldn't allow me to bring all the stuff that's going on in my mind with me today. But, but I, as your child will come and stand before you with my hands raised in worship and my head bowed in prayer so that I might present my circumstances and my friends and my family in the best possible position that I may, just like the unnamed man in Acts 3 who daily brought his friend to the temple. Hallelujah.